Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott join us. Which game should we talk about? Well, I, I'm going to go with your tsunami. The, the Orlando probably should have boarded up and, and just headed for the hills. You know, that one was was brutal. But that, that Gonzaga game, I mean, not that we were trying to sneak a peek, but, yeah, we were. Unbelievable shot, and Suggs was just money. By the way, Coach Lacombe called it, said it was going in what before he even Suggs shot it. What did Suggs do earlier? Because while I was watching Twitter for Jazz Magic Notes or things, I noticed that the place went nuts on Suggs. What did he do earlier? He had a block shot. I don't know if that's yeah. what you're talking about, but he had a, a block uh, on a dunk. Yeah, it was going to be – they were going to go down to right there yeah. in regulation. And he blocked a dunk? He blocked a dunk. Yep, wow. got it Got it from behind. Clean, too. Actually, he blocked a yeah. dunk. He saved it, and then they pitched it ahead to him. You know, he ran out wide. They pitched it ahead to him. He made a almost like a one-time three-quarter court bounce pass to Timmy for a dunk. Like, the whole scenario was uh, unbelievable. Yeah, that's what I saw. I was going to flip over secrets. Feel for those UCLA kids. That is... Oh, man, that is a You know what, though? Tim and I were talking about it. They didn't lose it. I mean, they can they can absolutely have their heads held yeah, high. As many they just forced another overtime. I, but as many NCAA tournament games end with somebody missing a free throw and just right. their soul getting crushed. I mean, this was not that. I mean, this was full of people making plays. The best camera shot was Few celebrated for about three seconds, and he looked down at Cronin, and he kind of shrugged like, man, I don't know. You know, they both kind of laughed yeah. and hugged. But that was... That was, like you said, Dave, that was, uh, that was as good a game as you'll see. Uh, you know, probably know a few pretty well. Yeah, um, I actually texted with him yesterday. Um, good, I mean, is that true to his personality right there? Oh, absolutely. He, he's absolutely the best. Um, he came he picked through. picked up the cab when, my wife, when he and my wife left the Tacoma Dome from a state tournament together. He actually paid for the cab. So. Yeah, he's, he's that kind of guy. I mean. The, the story about him that kills me is, you know, we're, we're just doing everything we can over the last, you know, few years to try to catch or beat those guys from time to time and challenge them. And he texts me one day and said, what are you doing? It was during the season. I said, well, I'm in watching film. He said, I'm snowshoeing. It was like middle of the afternoon. He just has got kind of a way about him, and uh, I'm really happy for him. Wow. Well, the Jazz were really good. It started with Joe Ingles early. And then where Donovan is right now as a basketball player is probably, actually, you know what? This is really all we should be talking about from our standpoint. We, we can get cute about, you used the phrase the other day that you used a few years ago about the team is the team and all that kind of stuff, right? But let's be really honest about it. We go in the playoffs as far as the team is the team, but really as far as Donovan and Rudy take us, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right? Like, Ron, like, isn't that the truth here? Yes, absolutely. Those two guys are playing better basketball than they ever have in their career by a large margin. And it's like so, you know, if you watched all year long, it's evident they're playing at a high, much higher level than they were even, you know, a couple months ago. Wow. Rudy made a couple plays tonight. He, they, There was a pass that was kind of rifled at him, and he stuck his hand up and kind of, you know, like favors would do he, he didn't quite palm it but he he slowed it down and controlled it and then dunked it you know he's making plays like that night after night that he's just making improvement right. hey i've got one thing for you david before we let you go yes because we of course uh listen to the broadcast up here as uh, we're digesting the game as well you and this is very nitpicky but you said uh, when doing your master of the glass read that it will likely be rudy gobert it will be that's all. I well, think you I know, can get, you can get it, rid of the likely. Jinx, um, an injury. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. You, you know what? Even that, it, he might still be. Right. So that was my thought. Okay. So that's all. All right. Then we're all right. We're on the same page. We always fall, knock. No, we be... always knock on wood up here. <laughs> we got a wood desk. You're going to be out of work if that. Um... <laughs> okay. Erase this segment. Never mind. Right. I didn't say anything. Rewind. Rewind. Right. Uh, hey, guys, thank you very much. Appreciate Fourth your work. Fourth largest win in franchise history. Wow. Wow. And they played. Uh, they're not starters for the entire second half. So yes, they. I don't know how to phrase that, right? Yeah, right. Hey, well that non-rotation players. Yeah, that's probably the way to say that. It. That timeout from Quinn was weird. Where oh, he, I mean, I think I know exactly. What where happened. he forgot the rules for a second. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I just oh wait. Think he got like. 
I don't know. I mean, Tim can probably talk to this better because he's been coaching. But, like, there's a moment in time where you suddenly realize, oh, gosh, we've crossed over. Like, this is this isn't appropriate. Yeah, we're starting to you're, we're starting to infringe on, you know, and I'm sure the relationship's great there, right, amongst right. coaches. So, yeah, yeah you're always. Everyone loves Clifford. Yeah, Steve everybody Clifford's does. probably one of the most popular coaches in the league. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you think that my I, I uh, guessed on the air that they had all talked about this today. Nick Nurse went up 60 on Steve Kerr last night. Wow. Yeah, I did see that number. Right? Like, like, aren't you, like, not supposed to do that? Like, I mean, I, I kind of, I actually have a totally different opinion on this. Like, well, just my wonder, feeling is it's uh, too. How, what was the score, like, after the third quarter or something like that? I you know, then um, you, you definitely, like Quinn did, he pulled the. Pull the plug in the, the third, that third quarter, you know. I mean, NBA games, they went up 60 in the fourth quarter. Well, that's even 50 is too many. 40 they is too they many. were up. Yeah. They stretched the lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Their onslaught happened all in the third quarter. Like, they were up, I'm kind of looking about 20, and then they pushed it to a, what looks to be about, like, 30, and then they took it to 45, and then they went to 60 in the third quarter. Hey, Booner. Yes. <clears throat> the Jazz were 26 for 55 from three tonight. <laughs> 55. And I remember you were getting all panicked at 40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, you're trying to hold on up there. You're trying still, to hold on to the table. I'm still sweating in a little bit, especially like the other night, last <laughs> night. <laughs> Come on, say okay, it. Okay, I'll leave that alone. No, say it. It's great. Two on one break. Carson, oh, yeah, yeah. He goes down, and then he, That's he when you dribbles get, oh, backwards. backwards. Yeah, he dribbled backwards, backwards. into it. I, I, I know exactly the and play. he couldn't actually get it off, right? Like, he wasn't actually even, couldn't even get open. Like, it was a two-on-one, and he took so long to get outside the three-point line, he wasn't open anymore. Jake, and I got one last thing for you. My son, or my grandson, Hank, came to the game tonight, his first ball game, mm -hmm. and he got to meet the great David Locke and Ron Boone. And he knew us. I was so surprised that he... He well, I told him about you. Oh, I said, okay. "All right." I said, "David's mean. Ron's nice." So, what is he about? Four months? No, he is seven, almost eight months. Almost eight months. Okay. Yep. Um, I just want to look. What, when did he leave? Halftime. Halftime. He had to go to bed. He had to, so halftime. So he's plus thirty-eight in his career. <laughs> he was good for eight. <laughs> he was good for eighteen threes in that first half tonight. Good job, Hank. Take care, yeah. guys. All By right. the way, this was just not a good night in the NBA. Dallas beat Washington by 22. New York beat Detroit by 44. Wow. San Antonio and Indiana going to overtime. We won by 90. Portland's up 30 on Oklahoma City. Blame it on the pandemic. Come on. Um, no. I have a COVID. You want my first? I want my quick take on this. Is it quick? Yeah, really, really quick. Don't know if it's accurate. Just a quick initial take on this. The play-in game. Oh, has reduced the amount of teams that are tanking, or pulling, or rebuilding, whatever you want to call it. So those that are rebuilding are a much more have a much wider differential between where they are and the rest of the league. Because they have to make sure they don't get involved in the play-in game to go through their rebuild. So Detroit, Oklahoma City, and Orlando have really taken this down to the um, nails about more so than you regularly would see. That's my quick thought. We can decide if that's accurate. So that team, the, the team that you're talking about have to think that with a play-in game, they can make the playoffs. Well, oh, I mean, right. If you, if you want to make the playoffs right now, if you with a play-in game, if you want to make the playoffs, you should be able to make the playoffs. Like if teams that really want to make the playoffs aren't going to make it, like Sacramento and Washington are going to be the only two that don't make it. Hmm. Right? Tim, Jake, thoughts? 
right? Like, all right, so Chicago might not make the playoffs and they want to. Orlando, Cleveland, Washington, Detroit. I would have thought Washington wanted to make the playoffs and they traded for Russell Westbrook. So two teams in the East, they're trying to make the playoffs, aren't going to make it. In the West, New Orleans, probably two teams in the West that are trying to make the playoffs, aren't going to make it. Maybe New Orleans and Sacramento. So there's only like, right, there's 20 playoff teams. There's only 24 teams trying to get in the playoffs now. The jury's still out on whether or not I like this play-in game stuff right now. I think, this is, I think this is the unintended negative consequence. But they want more teams to think that they're eligible to make it to curb the tanking, right? So in that sense, it I'm, works. I'm 100% in on the play, play-in game. Like, New Orleans and Sacramento would not have a lot to play for right now. You'd be beginning to get on the edge. The trade deadline would have had more teams dumping. It's just I think it might be creating a wider variance between teams that are still in and out than it has before. But I'm in. I'm, I think it's a positive. I'm with Boone. I'm, I'm still up in the air on it, but we'll see. If it, if it means less, uh, fewer excuse me, teams tank, then I'm, I'm about that. Yeah, and I think it'll be really incredible basketball to watch. Yeah, what happens when you back up the 82 games, though. Yeah, true. All right, boys. Appreciate you. Take care, guys. Will we ever get the 82 games? Ooh, good question. 137 and 91 is your final, guys. We'll talk to you on Monday, uh, and we'll continue to break this one down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night postgame show here on the Jazz Radio Network. It was not close. The Jazz win over the Magic 137 to 91. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe with you. And uh, Tim, uh, listen, the Magic, uh, you know, they they don't have a great veteran roster to begin with and add in the injuries, and, and we did not see a, a real great Magic team here. But with that said, the Jazz, every, I mean, that was Jazz basketball run to a tee. I mean, they, they really played well. It was great, uh, a great effort. And, and sometimes playing a game like that, you know, it's hard to get up for it. It's hard to get motivated for it. It's hard to keep your focus during the game. But I really did think that the Jazz were, A, locked in and executed terrific. And then, B, I thought they gave a great effort. Um, I thought the effort was supreme. Uh, guys were, were flying around, rebounding the ball, getting out and running. All things that you really want to see. And, and we talked about it in the pregame, Jake. Uh, this was not the Jazz against the Magic. This was the Jazz against the Jazz. And um, they really did put themselves up against it, and um, they came out and played a near-flawless game. Yeah, no doubt. 26 of 55 from three uh, tonight for the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell was 6 of 7. Joe Ingles, 5 of 7. The two of them combined, obviously, 11 of 14. (laughs) Okay, can I just read this? I just looked at this. This is ridiculous, and I know you're going to get to it. But you, you use the 26 for 55 by the Jazz. The Magic were 2 for 23 from 3 for a robust 8.7%. Mm, not terrific. That looks more like a tax rate than a three-point <laughs> three percentage. Jeez. Yeah, the Jazz, uh, I mean, thoroughly outplayed the Magic tonight and, uh, you know, had, had a first half for the ages. That is for sure when uh, all the starters were in. And, of course, you know, the whole team got a chance to play uh, fairly significant minutes. And uh, we, we can, uh, a little later on in the show, get down to what we see uh, saw from the lights of Jarrell Brantley and Ersan Ilyasova. But uh, the starters, absolutely amazing. All you have to do is look at the plus-minus numbers. Uh, team high, plus 35 for Joe Ingles tonight. So thorough, uh, thorough dom- domination for the Utah Jazz. For what it's worth, Orlando was led by Wendell Carter Jr., who had 19 points on 6 of 12 shooting. He also had 12 rebounds, so double-double for him. And we saw him not long ago with the Bulls, right? right? He played for the Bulls and was... He struggled that night, um, didn't play great. So he, he at least got to come back and and make sure Rudy knew who he was. Coming up next, we'll get you some sound. Uh, we'll start with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Stay tuned. Uh, but with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our ne- next broadcast is uh, coming at you Monday night. Should be a good one. The Jazz are on the road at Dallas. Early start there at 5 o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at 4. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have uh, sound and, of course, continue to break this one down as the Jazz win and beat the Magic 137-91 to 91 on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz game night post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer and the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Find out more at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. The Jazz smashed the magic tonight, 137-91. to Let's get into your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Solson Company. Les Solson Company, your office technology partner. Tonight, the Jazz shot 55.4% from the field. They were 26 of 55 from 3, 9 of 12 at the line. They were led by Donovan Mitchell, who had 22 points on 8 of 11 shooting, 6 of 7 from 3 at 4 assists and 2 rebounds as well. Uh, let's see here. Joe Ingles with 17 points, 6 boards, 2 assists. Uh, Bogdanovich had 17. Rudy had 11 uh, uh, Jordan Clarkson had 15 points coming in off the bench. How about this, Coach? Nine assists for Jordan Clarkson. That's got to be a jazz high for him. I don't know about his career high. We'd have to go back and look at it. But I, uh, I don't remember a night where Jordan had nine assists to go along with his 15 points, six of 10 shooting, three of six from three. Man, if if uh, people thought Jordan was in a slump, he certainly uh, wasn't tonight. How do you, How do you get out of a slump? You shoot your way out, and that's what you do, and that's exactly what he did. Um, I, there's no way he's had nine assists since he's gotten here because we've watched no, pretty much every game. We have, and he has um, not gotten nine assists. No, um, and, and, hey, I love that. Yeah, I've made it uh, no bones about the fact that I love the, this guy and what he brings, uh, but him, you know, finding guys tonight. The Jazz had 34 assists on 51 field goals. I think that tells you – right there just how good everyone was and we we always talk about that word unselfish but man this team is unselfish a night tonight where you know a guy wants to come in against a an undermanned team and get his career high or try to get 60 or that that's just not what this team's about and that ball moves around 34 assists on 51 field goals is just uh, is tremendous and that moment we talked about it with Locke, but uh, where they hit a three, and I can't remember what they went up by. I mean, it was it was over forty, and Coach Schneider called a timeout when he couldn't call a timeout, and that eventually led to Donovan fouling, and it was just one of those moments where it was like, okay, enough's enough. But the thing was, it was like three minutes into the third quarter. No, they just went whack whack, and that's uh, I mean, it. first dude he turned and pointed to was Trent Forrest. Yeah, he's like Trent, let's go, going in your time. Yep. All right, let's, uh, speaking of Coach Quinn Snyder, let's get the post-game sound rolling. Let's start things off with uh, his thoughts down in the media room. We'll get started here. First question will be Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, obviously uh, things went pretty well for you guys tonight, but given that Orlando was kind of shorthanded to begin with, what are you able to take away from a game like this? Well, you know, what you said, you just echo, you know, I, I thought um, – our guys played the right way. We had one of those nights shooting the ball. And, you know, the one thing, you know, Cliff is always his teams play hard and, you know, they execute, they defend. Um, as you said, you know, they're down players and on the, you know, have just had a big trade where they're, you know, they changed some pieces, um, some players on their team. And they, they've been, you know, they've been competitive and, it just you know this is one of those nights for us where um we played really well and we played the right way and you know we played a team that as i said is going through through a transition and uh you know we were that said we were we were happy with the way that the way that we played and that's that's what we want to you know keep doing just play the right way and continue to you know to emphasize our identity as a team Next stop, Chris and Kenny, Jazz TV. Okay, Coach, Joe talked to me about that in particular a little bit, just about, you know, echoing the sentiments of getting better, and we did that tonight. In what ways did you see that you guys got better tonight? Well, you know, there, there's there's a lot of strengths on our team, and um, there's things that people will do, you know, like, like any team, um, you know, to, to game plan for you and, and talking about, you know, being alert and working on those things. Um, something like taking care of the basketball, uh, which is, which is a really important thing for us and, and defensive rebounding, which is another one, I think at halftime, you know, we did those two things really well. And then to continue, you know, to, to take our shots and, 
usually that for us involves, you know, getting down the floor, running, you know, and, and spacing um, and making the right play, making quick decisions. So I think that's, you know, that's the way we played tonight. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. When you got a lot more opportunity to see some of your young guys play tonight uh, through the third and all of the fourth, uh, what stood out to you the most from uh, who was on the floor? Well, I think, you know, the, the thing about the group that, you know, that finished the game is that they did, you know, they played the same way. You know, there was a stretch where we gave up some offensive rebounds, um, you know, but the same thing, guys shared the ball and um, tried to do the things that, that we talk about doing and, you know, compete during that stretch. And that's what they did. Ben Anderson, KSL Sports Talk. Quinn, at what point do you feel comfortable kind of calling off the dogs and, and saying, you know, you're going to go to the, the, the second unit so early in the second half, I guess third unit. Well, you know, we, we had played well and, and, you know, everybody as a coach has been in those situations. Um, you know, and as I said, we've, we, we trust some of the guys that, you know, that we put in the game. Um, JC in particular, I think had nine assists tonight. And, you know, as you said, it's an opportunity for some other guys to play. And when they play the right way like that, it, you know, it, it, it's good for them to, to have that opportunity to play because it, it doesn't happen, um, you know, all the time. Last question, Andy Larson, Salt Tribune. Quinn Donovan's been taking that three-point shot from kind of everywhere on the court in all sorts of different situations. How have you seen that develop over the course of this season? And then, you know, kind of how green is his light? When do you want him to shoot the, those threes off the dribble? Really, it just depends on and how they're defending him. You know, a, a lot of times that shot off the dribble is a result of, you know, something with pick and roll coverage. And I think more and more, you know, as a catch and shoot, um, you can see his, his range. He's, he's had that range. I think he's more aware um, that those shots are available. Um, and, you know, it really involves him kind of spacing when he, when he does get off the ball. Uh, there's other guys that will find him. And those shots, you know, those are really high percentage shots. So whether he's making a read and taking a pull up, um, you know, or, or some of the times he's got the ball late clock, you know, his step back um, that he's worked on. But some of those other shots that we're talking about, whether it's a pull up the rim, off the dribble, catch and shoot, you know, I, I think he's getting more and more comfortable, you know, taking, a, you know, what, what could be a good shot into, into a great shot. And that's what we've talked about, you know, just regarding his efficiency. And, you know, every game is going to be a little different. And, you know, through the course of the game, you know, coverages can change, different opportunities can present themselves. Um, you know, where other guys on the floor and, you know, he's, he's an unselfish player and, you know, he's, he, he can score the ball, but I know he takes a lot of pride. And as I said, playing the right way and finding his teammates. Thank you, coach. There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Uh, what did, uh, what stood out to you there? Coach Lacombe about what Co coach Snyder had to say. I think the most important thing he talked about there is the fact they played right. Um, there's, there's, Lots of different ways you can go into a game like this because regardless of how they played, the outcome was pretty much never in doubt. They were going to win this game just by virtue of the numbers. They, eight guys for the Magic, and there's no way that they can, you know, stay with the Jazz. And so it was really the way they approached the game, right? That's the thing that really got Quinn excited is they could have come in and done things kind of okay. But they actually, you know, they did a great job of um, of coming out and playing the game like, um, you know, like they're supposed to. And I think that's the part that Quinn appreciated the most. They still scored 59 points in the second half. Yeah. So not bad. And the bench guys came in and, and shared it and yep. followed, the, you know, the mold that the, the starters put out there. Want to remind you about our friends of Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. And the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your score, final score, Jazz beat the Magic 137-91. We'll get you player sound coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. 137 to 91 is your final. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe with you. Let's get to uh, let's do our points in the paint tonight. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1 800 Go Serta or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Uh, let's see here, Tim. Jazz outscored in the paint tonight, 50 to 42. I would have guessed the magic too, just because it seems really inane to do that. But in a 137-91 game, the Jazz were outscored in the paint, and the Magic only made two threes. So that should tell you where they got most of their shots. Tonight. That's right. Yeah. So See, we're getting better at this. We are. We're <clears> figuring <throat> it out. And the Jazz made 26 threes. So the three-pointer not in the paint. That makes sense. It makes total there's sense. There's no. There's no way to score from. Out of bounds. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's your that's choices it. are a little limited. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your point in the paint. Let's do the Master of the Glass real quick, too, while we're at it, because tonight's Master of the Glass is interesting. I'm excited about this. Yeah. Uh, it's brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to the United Way of Utah for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. We have a tie for a three-way tie for Master of the Glass tonight at six boards. We have Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles, and Derek Favors. Joe and Derek for the first time. Newcomers to the Master of the Glass. Rudy's only not won it now I guess a total of three times, two times outright and two share. And how about Urson in 13 minutes is one rebound away from joining them. From being the master of the glass. How about that? Good job, Urson. Way to fly around. So just to recap, Royce has won it outright once. Correct. Donovan's won it outright once. Correct. Royce has tied for it once. That is correct. And now Eagles and Favors have tied Rudy for it. So Rudy outright has only not been the master of the glass two games this year. Rudy Gobert. Yeah, that's that's pretty consistent. Pretty, and he'll continue consistent. to do it. Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> uh, and good uh, good on him too because that's all going to the United Way of Utah. Pretty cool. All right, let's get some player sound. Let's start things off with Trent Forrest. All right, we'll get started with our first question from Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hi, Trent. What was it like to just get out there and have a little bit more run than you'd usually have to uh, was that the end of the question did i, did I come through it had cut out for a little bit yeah what was it like to just get out there and have a little bit of extra run tonight um it felt great i mean i've been working with the assistant coaches and i mean just from what they've been helping me with it made it easy um I mean, I watch a lot of our guys. I, I watched the game. I know what we were supposed to do. So, I mean, it, it was fun just getting out there. Next up, Kristen Kenny, Just TV. Hey, Trent. So, Donovan said you're one of the guys that he's been coaching and giving pointers to. Number one, how is he as a teacher? Number two, what's the best thing that he's told you? <laughs> um, it, it's great learning from Don, actually, um, just coming from – where I come from just in general back home to now, like it's just crazy being able to learn from guys that are basically best players in the league. I mean, I can learn from Don, Mike, Joe, all those guys, but I mean, he always just tells me to stay aggressive, um, just keep playing with my pace and that he likes a lot of my finishes. Next up, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. <laughs> this kid is a stud. <laughs> stud. <laughs> Well, I guess first off, what does it mean to you to uh, to have Donovan Mitchell come on and, and tell us that bit of information? No, nah, it means a lot. It means a lot. Um, I mean, I tell him and Mike all the time that I watch those guys. And I mean, anytime I have questions or anything, I mean, they always are willing to help me. So I try to get as much as I can from everybody on our team. So what do you feel like you most uh, still need to work on at this point? Um, just becoming a more consistent shooter. Um, and I feel like that's just going to come. It's been something that I've been working on. And I think, honestly, my first shot, I think today was a three. So, I mean, it, it's coming and just got to continue to work at it. That's, um, it's... <laughs> Matt Coles, AP. 
Coach emphasized playing the right way. What does that mean to you? Um, just playing the jazz way. Um, shooting threes, getting guys the ball where they need it, getting to the rim. Um, that's what we want to do, and that's what our coaches emphasize. So for me, I mean, that makes my job a lot easier when you have guys that shoot the ball so well, and then you have bigs that set good screens. So it really just opens the floor for me to make the right reads. All right, I think that's all the time we have. Thank you, Trent. There you go. That is Trent Forrest, who got extended action tonight. 20 minutes for Trent, uh, and he was great. Four of six shooting. He had eight points, six assists for Trent, one rebound. And you heard Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell kind of force his way into the, the interview and call him a stud. That's got to feel pretty good for a guy like him. He emphasized that at the end of that, too. Stud. Um, he played well tonight. No, he did play well, and I've actually been really impressed with him. We talked about him way back in the preseason when we saw him, and he is a, you know, he's really heady, makes great plays, doesn't force things, um, has a great understanding kind of a push and pull. And uh, it's got to be nice for a guy like him who's really sat and watched most of the year to get 20 minutes in a night. He's got to be exhausted. You know, if not, the Jazz aren't practicing per se as much as they have been so it's really important these guys have to stay in great shape and guys that don't play have to do a whole lot of uh, cardio uh, conditioning so I would imagine Trent his cardio is taken care of for the day he doesn't have to go ride the bike now I love uh, hearing postgame interviews like that though because he he was pretty he, he's on cloud nine I'm sure he has played a bunch of minutes tonight played really well and you know gets selected to do the postgame interview and he was great and the Jazz, you know, you look at Yang on the roster, um, and, and we know his story, and Joe Ingles, is, as far as his story, you know, somebody the Jazz kind of identified and brought in. Um, you know, Nia Oni and Trent Forrest, you know, they're guys right now that are contributing in different ways. But, you know, the, the thing is, these guys play right, which Quinn loves, and, you know, maybe they stick around as, as valuable role pieces in the future. Well, look at the minutes the starters play tonight. Donovan, 21. Joe, 21. Gobert, 20. Bogdanovich, 24. Royce O'Neal, 20. Jordan Clarkson, 21. I mean, the the rest of the roster really got an opportunity tonight, and Trent Forrest certainly made the most of it, playing uh, really, really well. Speaking of Donovan, butting in on Trent's post-game interview, he is now ready. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from Donovan Mitchell. Hey, Donovan. We'll get started with Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, Don, I'm sure others are going to ask about the three-point barrage, but this is really a rare night where you guys can get loose and cheer on the entire team. All 13 scored. How important is a night like this for them? Oh, I think the biggest thing is for them to just get their confidence, get their rhythm. You know, watching, you know, Mia get out there, Ersan hit some shots, Matt, um, Jarrell, Trent, JB, like everybody, I think is it's it's just great to see that the game flowing, everybody kind of doing their thing, and you know that just shows the the chemistry we have as a group. Um, they went out there and executed, you know, so many different things. We're talking through game plans, and just for them to get continue to get that experience throughout games like this, I think is huge. And you know, for us as you know the, the starting group to go out there and just handle business from the jump and kind of stay aggressive, I think was was huge as well. You guys had that energy uh, on the bench. I know it's a challenge to generate that home cr crowd energy internally when you're on the road. So how do you find that on the road? Um, I think, you know, sticking, sticking with what we do as far as, you know, continue to be in each other's ear, you know, positive vibes always. Uh, there's going to be times where we're going to need to find it. You know, I think Washington was probably the last game where it was quiet. Uh, we were kind of getting our butts kicked for a little bit, but we found the energy in the second half. You know, it's going to be nights like that, but just continuing to stay positive, continue to, you know, provide that spark um, from the bench, you know, just keep guys going. You know, I think it's, it's definitely going to be uh, a challenge at times, but, you know, it's, it's, it's something we look forward to as a group because we're such a tight-knit group and, you know, our chemistry is strong. We'll go to Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Don, you're now up to 41% from three on the season. Do you feel like you have shots in your bag this year that you feel more confident in than you did last year or even earlier on in the year maybe? Um, no, I think, you know, they've been there. I think it's just a matter of me, you know, from the beginning of this year till now, I think it's a matter of make or miss um, to start this year. I think the way I shot the ball in the bubble, uh, the shots I was getting, the, the looks I was getting, I really, you know, took that film and said, all right, how – well, <laughs> said, how can I get, you know, 
these shots and how can I get these looks in throughout the regular season, throughout the season, and kind of finding them in different ways. And that's what you're seeing now. You know, I've worked the reps um, twice before the bubble and after the bubble before the season. Like, so I've worked these reps and it's just a matter of me just going out there and getting to them um, in a game like this, you know, just trying to find ways to pick my spots and find a way to get shots that maybe not so much in this game, but I'm going to have to have to make and have to take games coming up playoffs. Like that's really, you know, where my mind is with those and I feel comfortable with them. My teammates trust me with them and it's going to continue to take them. Matt Cole's AP. Since the all-star break, you've been red hot. Have you had a better stretch as a pro maybe in the bubble? What, or do you think this has been your best stretch as a, as a um, shooter? And a I think, I think the bubble was just, you know, at the end of the day it was seven games, you know, granted it was the playoffs and, it was, and we lost, but you know, for me, like the scoring is what it is for me, but it's the decision-making that's really, you know, that's, I wouldn't say shocking me, but it's really getting to a point where I'm like, okay, like you're making this step, you're making this leap. The stuff, the leaps that I've been talking about, you know, I'm finally starting to see them from the reps I've been doing over the summer. I'm starting to see them all come to fruition, come and, and be able to go out there and find them, whether it's the passes, it's the, no, necessarily it's an assist when I say pass, it's passing out of the blitz. It's, you know, pass to a pass, you know, hockey assist. Like those little things for me, I think is, uh, is are something that I really, you know, I'm, I'm excited about. I get excited about, you know, at the end of the day, my, my job is to go out there and put the ball in the basket, but it's the other things, you know, being a, a leader, being, being that guy, you know, with the ball in his hands and being able to make smart decisions throughout the entire game. I think that's something that, you know, I would say this is probably my best stretch, you know, but I'm, trying to get to a point where we don't call them stretches anymore. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's years, it's yearly, you know, it's, it's career. It's like, it's not just best stretch, you know and I mean? That's really what I'm trying to get to where, you know, day one, we know what to expect coming in. You know, I know what to expect coming in. This is, this is my level. This is where I need to be at. And this is where I need to stay at. Sarah Todd, Desert News. Don, obviously, I mean, you guys have lofty goals and there aren't a lot of games where some of those seldom used guys actually get on the court. Do you feel maybe a sense of responsibility for helping to teach them and guide them when they're not actually getting the playing time? Yeah, you know, and I think we have a group of guys that want to learn. You know, I think that's what makes it easier. You know, so when we get to situations, you know, they, they see things and they ask questions. You know, it makes it easier for us to, to teach and explain and, and explain what's going on. So then when they get in in games like this, they're out there executing without – I don't really think there was a time where we said much from the bench because they already knew what they were doing. You know, I can't say that was the case last year, you know, when they were rookies. Most of them are rookies. Um, so now they're getting to a point where the guys are coming in and like, look, you know, you go here – I know what to get here out of this. Look, how do we get Jarrell a layup, you know, handoff to a, to a slip? How do we get Ursan a pick and pop three? Like, those are the reads that they're starting to make. And you got to give them credit. And it's not so much us. You got to give them credit for, you know, the work they put in, you know, when we have off days and they're in the gym working with coaches, finding ways to watch film, you know, that's that's really what it's all about. And you're seeing it. In games like this, you see it, you know, from the key, continue to keep a lead, continue to defend and play the right way. Last question, Eric Walden, Salt Tribune. Don, you referenced the starting five uh, being locked in from the outset of the game tonight. You guys wound up setting an NBA record with 18 made threes and a half. What was working that well for you guys? Um, I think, you know, the biggest thing is understanding the team we're playing. You know, we know that they're the shift team. They come in, you know, they want to really help on the roll. When you have a guy like Rudy, they want to help even more. So being able to kind of pick that apart and find guys and then guys just taking shots, you know, that, that's really what it is. Just, you know, going out there and, and taking the shots that were given, you know, they, they got guys who are really, you know, really talented, you know, they're trying to, you know, prove themselves throughout the league, you know, and they got guys who are really good who are, and who are going to be really good young guys as well. Uh, but for us, just sticking to what we do, taking shots um, that are there, but understanding the game plan, you know, and how we're going to be guarded, you know, before we get into a game, um, I think was the biggest thing. That's it. Thank you, Donovan. Donovan Mitchell uh, and Donovan had a, a great night tonight in only 21 minutes, 22 points, four assists, two rebounds. Absolutely couldn't miss eight of 11 from the field, six of seven from three. And some of those threes were deep, but I liked uh, one of uh, Donovan's answers there, particularly where he was asked about, is this the best stretch in your career? And his answer in paraphrasing here was, I want to get to the point where people don't talk about stretches. And this just is, I thought that I, I thought that was great. Uh, absolutely. Instead of just going, yeah, this is a great stretch and I am playing well. He said, this is, this is where I want the bar to be. This is what I want to be the norm. I don't want you to use the word stretch anymore. I thought 
That's exactly what you want to hear from a guy like that, right? Oh, that's that's why you're paying him the money you're paying him. That's why, you know, he you look around the arena and it's mostly 45s on jerseys around here right now. Um, And I think that he, you know, watching him tonight, he's just he's so dialed in. He's so dialed in from a skill perspective, all that stuff. But his mind, you know, he he, I think he's gone, um, you know, up and down and and figured out different things that get him really locked in and he is there right now and I would love it too and I had that th- thought tonight is you know what a pleasure to watch a guy who's playing this well if if it becomes the norm wow man I mean he and Joe were 11 of 14 from 3 tonight unbelievable and and Joe was as always like quick release kept that thing high just fun to watch you know the pace Joe played with I thought Joe kind of set the tone like, hey, guys, we're going to play hard tonight because he everything he did early on coming off screens, everything he did was with a, a great amount of energy. All right. I uh, want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, the uh, only negotiation-free Subaru retailer in Utah and the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 137-91 is your final. We'll get you more player sound coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network, brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Uh, Jake Scott, Tim McComb with you. Your final, 137-91. to 91. Just got word that the Easter Bunny dropped off 64 eggs <laughs> <laughs> to the Scott family. Oh, jeez. And actually, they're there for the Easter Bunny when he gets home. Uh, yeah. To, to hop around and hide. To do something with. How are you going to keep track of where? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, we just found, I, I swear to you, we just found an Easter egg from a couple of years ago. Did somewhere. you really? Yeah. That, that uh, somebody had missed. Everybody missed. Yeah. I don't know. I just got where it's and 64. I, you know, they found it and was sitting there and I just went over and opened it up and I didn't know if it was there a year or two, but there were jelly beans, and yeah. I, they went in the gullet. And let me just uh, let everybody know that uh, I have one child. She's she's three and a half, 64. and it's it's not like the cousins are coming over or anything like that. <laughs> my my daughter may never go to sleep again. <laughs> hey Jake, uh, why aren't you here for the game Monday night? Actually, we're still we're only on egg twenty six. <laughs> we're still hunting out Easter eggs. We're gonna be doing this till Wednesday. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Found out the Easter Bunny dropped that was off 64 good. eggs. Wow. That made me chuckle. Oh, jeez. All right. Uh, it is your Jazz Game Night postgame show. Let's. Uh, we're supposed to be doing something here, Tim. Let's get to your three-point takeover sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Jazz were 26 of 55 from three, 47.3% led by Donovan Mitchell, 6 of 7. Joe Ingles, 5 of 7. Bogdanovich, 4 for 6. Uh, let's see. O'Neal was one of five tonight. Ilya Sova, two for five. Jarrell Brantley, one for four. George Niang, two for five. Jordan Clarkson, three for six. Matt Thomas, one for five. Mie Oni, one for four. And Trent Forrest, oh, for one. What a night from three for the Utah Jazz. That's not like a baseball lineup. Seriously. Well, everybody scored tonight, by the way. Everybody who got in the game scored. We, we made a joke while we were watching this one. Elijah Hughes has uh, missed the game because of a non-COVID related illness and and we hope he's feeling better, but we couldn't help but laughing that he's probably watching this one from home going, I would have played a whole half. Oh, he, he was, <laughs> he definitely would have got his career high tonight. Oh yeah. Cause he would, uh, he would have got some shots. Yep. Up. He would have gotten some shots up for sure. Everybody got some shots up tonight. All right, let's keep things rolling uh, with post game sound. Let's uh, go back to the media room and hear from Joe Ingalls. Hey Joe, we'll start with Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Joe, some of the young guys on the team that don't get a lot of run during the games, uh, a lot of their work has to be done you know, on off days and uh, in the gym, not necessarily in the arena. What can you say about the the work that they actually put in? Um, they're, they're better kids than me. I can promise you that. Um, I mean, I, I guess I've been uh, my first couple of years not playing probably as much as obviously what I had been um, kind of the later part of my career here, but 
I mean, it's it's hard to go in there. I think it's obviously yeah, we're very lucky to have the jobs we have and the the lifestyle and and everything you can list off as an NBA player. Um, but at the end of the day, I get, like you still want to compete, you still want to play, you still want to. Obviously, we want to be out there as much as we can, even though coaches rotation and sometimes we get pissed coming out. But yeah, like everyone, it's a good thing that guys want to be out there. And um, I mean, it, it would be hard. You 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 work your ass off all day in the gym. Um, they do they do play a little bit with um, that kind of group of the, the guys when they can when they've got the numbers to. Um, and then they come and they they kind of watch and support us, and um, so to, to I guess for us to give them opportunities too to to, to be out there and let them compete, play play at the the highest level against um, obviously good good teams, and um, but but all of them from from whatever number to whatever number I don't know where how you list them, but they they all come in, they work their asses off every day. Um, either by themselves or, or in a group in the weight room, um, they're, they're all they're all extremely professional. Um, I mean, you see, we, we've got Ursan sitting on the bench all day and still happy to go in there at the end there and and, and play really well and, and play the right way. And um, on the flip side of that, you've got first year guys um, do, doing the same thing. So um, yeah, I mean, we're lucky with the guys we've got. Um, uh, I can uh, understand for them. It's probably frustrating at times, um, but they're obviously right now you're in the, the uh, really good team, really good roster. I think they can learn a lot from the guys we've got. Um, and obviously, hopefully at, at some point they, they get to flourish and, and expand their careers and play and um, do what they, they've dreamt to do their whole lives. Next up, Matt calls AP. Joe, you played really well when you start. How much does your role changes change when Mike's out? Um, I don't come off the bench. That's probably the biggest change. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think of it any. Obviously, the, the starting in the bench is literally the biggest difference for me. Um, last year was was different. I hadn't come off the bench for a while and just figuring out where I could be aggressive, how I could help the team, I guess, at the end of the day. Um, obviously, a lot more comfortable because it's been uh, a lot more consistent um, kind of coming off the bench this year every now and then. Obviously, I know if someone's out, I'm going to go into the starting lineup. Um, but I try, I mean, I try not to, I mean, I guess, change the mentality of, like, I'm coming in when I come in with with favour at the seven-minute mark to, to play the same way as I am when I start the game. Um, I think... Obviously, not having Mike or Donovan or whoever it is out there makes a big difference because they're, they're such a big part of our group. Um, so I understand that there's more opportunities at times. Um, try and take advantage of them. Try and help the team. It's At the end of the day, it's about our, our team getting a win. So um, whatever I can do, like I said, start, bench, six, eight, whatever man off the bench. Like it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. We're obviously all here to... Um, bigger picture to, to to try and win, and um, yeah, I just I, I don't know. In a roundabout way, I guess I, live, I I really don't think of it any different, except the fact that I start at the jump ball instead of coming in at the seven minute mark. So it's same mentality, same try and be the same kind of player and who I am um, with a, a couple more opportunities, obviously. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Joe, Don uh, was telling us about the importance of just starting five, coming out there and being locked in from the outset and kind of just taking care of business from the jump. Uh, what was working for you guys? Obviously, you had tremendous success shooting the ball very early on. Yeah, I think just coming out, regardless of who we're playing, and uh, obviously tonight they had a lot of guys out and um, obviously just traded kind of three of their pretty big pieces um recently as well so they've got they've got new guys they, they're playing hard they i think they just beat the clippers in new orleans or whoever, i think it was those two teams they just recently played um and and had obviously two good wins so you like i said regardless regardless of who you're playing who's out there who's starting who's injured whatever it is we're, we're trying to obviously come out and play the same way that we want to play every game whoever we're playing so um kind of to the last question. And if I'm out there with the starting group, obviously I'm, I'm a part of that. If I'm not, then 
um, the starters are, are really focused on, on on coming out aggressive and just playing the way we want to play. Be aggressive defensively, rebound the ball, run. Obviously, we're going to shoot threes um, and just kind of play our style. But just making sure we're we're locked in every night. Obviously, I think this someone just said after like, we don't have two days off for the rest of the year. We we either play or have a day off or have a back to back. So we're we're playing every day now. So it's. <laughs> Trey's shaking his head in the background. Um, but yeah, it's just a it's a it's obviously a tough schedule going forward. So we just want to make sure we we're locked in and we we come out the right way every game and start the right way is obviously um an important part of that. Kristen Kenny, Jess TV. Joe Donovan was talking about the expectations he set for himself personally this year. Just curious, did you set any expectations or goals for yourself? And if so, what are some of those? Um, I wanted to be a really good father um, and be a good dad and be around my children as much as I could this year, um, which hasn't worked out that well because of the rules and COVID and, and everything. Um, I mean, on, like, on, on court, not really. Um, the off-court stuff for me is, is, I don't want to say like way more important than basketball, but being... Um, yeah, just being a, a good dad and being around my family and, and trying to support Renee and, and all that's uh, the, the most important part of, of my life. So, um, yeah, I, I, I get that obviously kind of freedom to come out here and, and play basketball for a living. And, and obviously I enjoy it. It's a, it's a hell of a job that I, I get to do. Um, uh, I mean, I've never kind of uh, like, I've never come in and set, in, individual like obviously we, we want to win I want to play well and help the team um but stats wise numbers wise anything like that not not really um just to come obviously I knew I was coming off the bench this year so to 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 be able to help the team as much as I could in my role um and whatever that may be so if it's coming off the bench starting shooting trying to get guys involved if it's a defensive matchup that coach wants whatever it is um yeah, just just smaller things like that, I guess, than than anything kind of major. Andy Larson, Joe, you've played basketball games all over the world, and I'm just curious, what's the biggest blowout you've ever been a part of? <laughs> um, man, I don't even know to be honest. Um, I've you've probably got a better idea than I do to be honest. I. Uh, I don't know what it was. So, I mean, I, I remember getting smacked by Dallas by 50 when we lost. That was a pretty, I think it was close, it was close to 50 anyway. Um, that was one of the other sides that wasn't fun. Um, he didn't want to be in the locker room after that game. Um, wins wise, I, I don't know, like Europe's not a long enough game to really get blown out by too much. It's 40 minutes and everyone walks the ball up the court. So you don't really... Uh, it's um it's a lot different, but I mean to, I don't know we even know what the score was tonight at the end of it, but um yeah I I don't really know what to give you there, Andy. I don't I don't uh I don't know. I'll do some research, maybe. I'm not going to do any research. You do some research and let me know. All right, last up, Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Joe Floyan over his last two weeks now is really starting to find his shot. It looks like. What's it like when you're a shooter when you do go through kind of elongated stretches where it's not going in. How difficult is that? Yeah, it's just frustrating. Um, I'm sure he's been frustrated. And obviously we, you get a, uh, especially with a guy like Boyan who's played for however long in different countries and leagues and, and the NBA now for a long time. Um, you don't want to, I mean, I caught myself a few times trying to like over force getting him the ball and like I'm going to get it to you, shoot it. And like the amount I, I've been through with, with coach, the example in the bubble when there was no fans there and he was like, every time I caught it, like shoot it. And I was like, I'm not like, I'm good. Like I know I'm trying to like, when I feel like I can shoot it, I'll, I'll shoot it. Um, so it's, it's that kind of like a fine line, I guess, of, of not overdoing it because he, he, he does know how to play and he'll find his shot and he'll, he'll take good shots. Um, and then obviously we we still do have to do a job of of trying to get him looks. We we can't have him out there not getting any good looks or missing him on opportunities because um, he can obviously score the ball at a pretty high level for us. So um, yeah, I mean it's frustrating, and 
I think the the other hard, the difficult part this year is we've just got so many guys that if someone's going, it might be me that's taking less shots or Donovan or, or whatever, whatever it is. Sometimes it's been, it's probably been different guys every night, really. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's got, like I said, that fine line of, of not overdoing it, but we obviously want to keep him involved and keep his confidence up because he is a, he's a big part of what we do. So, um, yeah, you could probably, there was a few hands in the air and I think he yelled some Croatian swear words today when he hit a three at one point, um, which was nice to see. So we just need, yeah, we need him to be confident in his shot. If he, if he goes over five or whatever, still to shoot the ball. Cause he, um, obviously our whole team believes in him making those shots. So um, yeah, we will keep, keep on him to stay confident. But like I said, he's the last few games he's, he's played really well. He's kind of found his, his rhythm a little bit and, um, as a group, we we obviously just got to make sure he, he keeps that as well. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate your time. There you go, Joe Ingles. And uh, fairly interesting stuff there at the end, uh, Coach Lacombe, about uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, 17 points for Boyan tonight, 5 of 10, shooting 4 of 6 from 3. And uh, kind of a funny anecdote when he hit one of those threes, said some curse words in mm-hmm. Croatian, and everybody was feeling good for him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know any of those, no. so I didn't recognize it. Would be would be funny to Seemed hear that on tape, though. To me, yeah, a little so, bit. Yeah. Your, your Croatian isn't <laughs> not isn't, up to snuff. No, not there. Mm-hmm. No, a little rusty. Rusty. <laughs> All right. Uh, Joe Ingles tonight, uh, really great uh, from the beginning. Six of nine shooting, five of seven from three. Seventeen points, six rebounds, two assists, two steals, two for for Joe Ingles. Oh, eight steals for the game. Arby's. Arby's for a dollar. Dan, Dan, and Dan. Our guy Alex will tell you all hey, about it. Joe's last 10 games. Can I read the stats? Do it. 26 minutes, 57.9% from the field, 59.3% from three. I mean, just absolutely flamethrowing right now. That is absolutely nuts. All right. Uh, should we get to our stats of the game, courtesy of our friend uh, Tyson Ewing? Let me scroll to the top here. He's got a few for us. Uh, at Ty Ewing 2 on Twitter. If you want to follow Tyson, he's a great Twitter follow. He does stats for the uh, television broadcast on AT&T Sportsnet, and he's nice enough to share a few with us. You ready to go, Coach? Let's do it. 22 consecutive home wins and 18 first-half threes is an NBA record for most threes in a half. Uh, let's see. This is the fourth-largest margin of victory in franchise history, plus 46. The Magic hit just uh, two three-pointers tonight. That is the fewest threes made in an NBA game this season. That does not surprise me. No. <clears throat> no, we usually see a few more than those go down. Two. This isn't 1987 anymore. Um, yeah, 87 called. They want their game back. Yeah, they do. Uh, the Jazz have now hit 20-plus threes in 14 games this season. That is the second most 20-plus three-point games uh, in a season in NBA history. Wow. Climbing that ladder. Uh, the Jazz have now hit 10-plus threes in 55 consecutive games. That is the second most in NBA history. How about that? Uh, let's see here. Uh, he, uh, Tyson adds, this, is, this might be the last time you hear about this one for a while as the first-place team as uh, the Rockets and have 97 straight. So oh, I got they got a, okay. they got a so. ways to go. Ways to go for that one. Uh, this was just the fourth time since 1992 the Jazz have scored 135 or more in a non-overtime game. They have now done it twice this season. That one kind of surprises me. That's a good stat. That is a good stat. Good one. Uh, this is the most field goal makes by the Jazz since December 19th, 2018. Let's see, what do they have total tonight? 51 made field goals. Dude, Tyson's on fire tonight. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this was only the seventh time in NBA history where a team has scored at least 137 points and attempted 12 or fewer free throws. Wow. That just tells you how the threes changed the game, right? That's amazing. All right, uh, Tyson uh, adds, he says he could go on like this all night, but uh, he'll just give us a few to wrap it here. Donovan Mitchell had 22 points in 21 minutes. That is the most points uh, he has scored in 21 minutes or fewer. Joe Ingles had 17 points in 21 minutes. That is the most points he has scored in 21 minutes or fewer. 
And uh, Rudy Gobert had 11 points in 20 minutes. That is the second most points he scored in 20 minutes or less. And Bogdanovich had 17 points in 23 minutes. That is the second most points he has scored in 23 minutes or less. Points plenty was the kind of the tail of the tape. And I laugh because Tyson did put in here. He said, I could go on like this all night. This was one of those kind of games where it's just full of statistical anomalies and things that never happen. So thanks to Tyson for throwing those out there. Pretty good. That was crazy when I looked down, you know, because they were making three, three, three. But um, I looked down and 18. That is just absolutely amazing and a half. (laughs) It shouldn't happen. Shouldn't happen. I mean, it really shouldn't. All right, want to remind you about our friends Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer and official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one before we turn the page to the Mavs coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jazz win tonight over the Magic 137 to 91. Uh, normally, you'd hear your play of the game right here. We had a little technical difficulty turning around a highlight, but it's usually brought to you by our friends at the Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Just a quick review of the stats if you're joining us. Donovan Mitchell led the way for the Jazz tonight in just 21 minutes, scored 22 points, four assists, two rebounds. He was a blistering six of seven from three. Joe Ingles was five of seven from three. He had 17 points, six boards, two assists. Bogdanovich was 17. Clarkson with 15 coming in off the bench. But Jordan Clarkson had nine assists tonight. How about that? 15, nine, and two for Jordan. And six of 10 from the field, three of six from three. That might be my favorite stat tonight, Jordan Clarkson's nine assists. I did look it up, and he, his career high was 11. So In almost two, there, two 2015. Off. But it's his jazz high. Yeah, right? jazz high for sure. I think by a ways, yeah. Out yep. there uh, out there dealing, Jordan. You got to like that. He, he certainly improved in his year plus being here on this jazz team. Yeah, and we talk a lot about his, you know, I think the biggest improvement he's made, and um, when he's, you know, when he was in a little bit of a slump, he's actually kind of, uh, broke this a little bit, but he's done a good job at par- paring down his shot chart. Um, you know, he's going to shoot them, but they're threes, and they're they're pretty much threes in, in restricted area, um, you know, twos, paint twos. So um, he, he's done a good job of taking kind of the pull-ups out of his game. But, I, you know, I love this guy. I think he's he's really, really a huge piece for the Jazz to really, to do what they want to do this year. For the Magic, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. led the way with 19 points. He had 12 rebounds as well. Okiki, o- Okiki <laughs> excuse me, had 16 points, five rebounds, and uh, and three assists. Just to go through this, and again, I, I feel bad almost for the Magic tonight, but listen listen to these uh, uh, plus minuses. Ennis tonight was minus 43. Randall was minus 40. Bacon was minus 39. R.J. Hampton was minus 33. That's rough. That is rough. And, and you know what's even more rough? They got a back-to-back. They play Denver tomorrow. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, I do. I Hopefully feel bad there's the a magic. couple of those guys that sat that will be back. But, ooh. Yeah, that's rough. They need Michael Carter-Williams back in the worst way because they need some sort of point guard. They just don't have any ball handlers. Well, didn't have any ball handlers tonight. They're probably about over Grand Junction right now in the air. That's how crazy this thing is right? wild absolutely wild all right uh, coach let's get some final thoughts from you before we say good night move on to the mavericks well the week that was right um we fa- we faced a an kind of undermanned cleveland team and did exactly what we should do in that situation and then obviously the the plane incident happened this week with the birds the trip to memphis no donovan but just an absolutely great job by the team of figuring out a way to win a game in the clutch. Um, They come home. They play a a really tough-minded Bulls team with added Vucevic, does a good job of bringing 
another score. And they pushed the Jazz right to the end. And then in the back-to-back tonight, obviously Orlando was, again, severely undermanned. But the Jazz just did what they have to do. And, um, you know, they chose the, the path of least resistance. That's to work on themselves, not just focus on the opponent. Uh, big week coming up next week. Two games on the road, Dallas and Phoenix. Monday and Wednesday will be really, really interesting. The Phoenix game is an ESPN game, so um, nationally televised game. Um, and then Portland and Sacramento round out the week, Thursday and Saturday at home. So some fun games next week. You get to see Doncic and Chris Paul and Damian Lillard. So uh, should be a fun week. Yeah, that's a, that's a big week of basketball right there. It yep. should be a really fun week. I'm with you. All right, we want to say a big thanks to Lock and Boone doing a fine job calling the action as always. Thanks to John Kiefer, our broadcast assistant tonight. Thanks to Alex Lundberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller, Subaru, title sponsor of the postgame show. Uh, the uh, uh, only Utah, Subaru, uh, excuse me, the um, only negotiation-free Subaru retailer in Utah and the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Only read that about uh, two dozen times in uh, a game. Uh, wonder why I can't get it right. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's late. It's the ghosting hour. Yeah, maybe it's that. Uh, Coach, thank you. Always a pleasure. It's great to see you. Namaste, my friend. Have an awesome day off, and we'll see you Monday. Happy Easter, buddy. You as well. Uh, Good bun- luck with those 64 eggs. The bunny's going to be busy. Hey, what I've tended to do is just keep a notebook and then write one, you know, number them. Like map it out, map it out. Okay. So if you want it, it's ten thirty-seven. You'll get home, you know, sixty-four eggs. You should be in bed by three a.m. Right, right. Hopefully, have a but flashlight. Everything will be duly noted. Okay. <laughs> we good to go. Yes. All right. One thirty-seven to ninety-one is your final. Jazz beat the Magic. Up next, the Jazz take on the Mavericks on Monday night. Tip-off will be at five. Pre-game coverage begins at four, and of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.